your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. worried about the economy and the cost of living and we've talked about fuel prices but also what might happen um, with mortgages and interest rates too and the Irish League of Credit Unions say that strict lending rules limit Limerick Credit Unions to just 3% of the mortgage market and less than 10% of the small business market and uh, the Deputy CEO of the Irish League of Credit Unions, David Malone, is on the line. Hello, David. How are you? Hey, good morning, Joe. So I think what I've just said there, you know, it's not typical of other countries, is it, that would have credit union movements? There's much more freedom for them, it seems. There absolutely is, Joe. If we look at other movements, particularly in well-developed economies such as America, Canada, Australia what we find is that a significant portion of their lending is actually in the mortgage or SME lending space. And it's it's probably multiples of what's permitted in Ireland at this point in time. And the regulations that are in Ireland are are out of sync really internationally, but they're also very different to what the banks have. The banks have much more latitude in terms of the mortgage lending and SME lending that they can do. And if I take an example, maybe just to illustrate the impact of these regulatory limits, on a mid-sized credit union, so say we have an average-sized credit union about €70 million Euro in assets, so significant size, and if we took an average mortgage of about €350,000, under the existing restricted mortgage limits that are in place, that credit union could only do 15 to 20 mortgages, not per year, but in totality. And that's really a barrier to entry then to a credit union like that engaging in mortgage activity, given the resources they would have to commit in terms of expertise, marketing and so on. And by the way, can credit unions only um, give mortgages for first homes as well? That's right, yes. They're, they're restricted in that context as well. So it's a, it's a further restriction on them. And um, what we do see, Joe, as, as a sector is trying to evolve. So we do welcome Minister Fleming. Um, who issued his credit union policy review framework. And we had a good constructive engagement with him last week. And he is speaking particularly about legislative change that will facilitate credit union collaborations. And that means that credit unions can pool their resources to potentially engage more significantly in mortgage and SME lending. Have we not already seen that? I mean, even in Limerick, we've seen amalgamations of credit unions. Yes, that's where credit unions, I suppose, are separately coming together and transfers of engagements, as you mentioned, Joe. But this is really, our our vision for the sector would be a broader perspective where we would see a shared offering nationally across the credit union sector, particularly in mortgages and also in SME lending. There's also already a terrific example of that. You may have heard of Cultivate. Cultivate are a group of 40 credit unions have come together and engaged in SME lending for the agricultural sector and it's, you know, it's been a great success. And there's learnings on that, I think, for the sector. And we certainly would be looking to have a similar type of model put in place potentially for mortgages. Yeah. But what we do need hand-in-hand with that, Joe, is a change to these restrictive regulations. Well, that's it. I mean, I'm a proud member of Credit Union since I was about three. And I, I went not long ago looking for a few quid. And they couldn't give it to me. And basically, they couldn't give it to me because of the regulations Um, under which the credit unions have to operate. And that's fine. Those were the rules at the time. But it does seem a bit crazy that, you know, even people who their first instinct is to go to their credit union, they're often told no. Yeah, exactly. Because I think these regulations are handcuffed effectively on credit unions. Um, And what we're looking, uh, you know, as part of this approach and part of discussions is really to unlock the potential of credit unions. Credit unions see themselves very much as 
as a key provider of community banking. And that's a full suite of products and services to all the towns and villages up and down Ireland. And we can put that in contrast to the banks. We know KBC and Ulster Bank are exiting the Irish market. And we also see branch closures across the, sec- across the banking sector. That's very different to credit unions, Joe. You know, credit unions still have that physical presence in towns and villages all across Ireland. And they've also got that very much that face-to-face contact with members and also that unrivaled, I suppose, aspect of putting so, the so member David, look, bottom line here, is it powerful lobbying by banks that has prevented this change? Uh, is it snobbery about community-based credit unions? Or are there legitimate concerns about some credit unions' capabilities in this area? I think what it is really is, is that there's certainly not a level playing field, Joe. So if I compare it to the banks at the moment, credit unions, as you mentioned probably at the outset, could only maximise at the moment 3% of the mortgage loan book or just even just about less than 10% of SME lending. So we do, or we are looking for a level playing field and that will unlock credit union potential. No, but what I'm we asking is why, why, why have you not had it? I mean, you've been looking for it for decades. Yeah, I, I think, look, I think what credit unions now have significantly developed their models. We have been looking for this engagement for decades. I think the minister's policy review document is a very good starting place in terms of legislative change. But as a sector, I think we, we're also looking to develop and evolve. And what we can see, I suppose, which is very powerful is in the credit union sector, there's been multiple now collaborations in recent years and a modernization of the credit union approach. For example, nearly 70, over 70 credit unions now provide current accounts. We've also got credit unions now engaging in the provision of social housing finance. And we've got credit unions coming together as well in terms of green lending initiatives, in terms of retrofit. Mm. And, and also, as I mentioned well, before, I suppose the bottom today. line for listeners who, you know, uh, uh, might have a, yeah. a, a general interest in some of the legislative issues, but they want to know, when will they be able to go into the credit union and receive basically the same treatment that they would if they went into the bank next door looking for a particular loan? And it sounds like it's a long way away. I don't think it is, Joe. No, I don't think it is, because I think as a sector, we have a real vision for this now. And I think those collaborations I've mentioned, where credit unions have come together, pooled their resources to deliver new products and services, I've mentioned, we see that as a sector migrating into mortgages and SME lending. We're very passionate well, about that. Can I ask you this, sector. David? Is it yeah. still the case that local credit unions are putting deposits in the bank? The banks are lending that deposit out through them and the credit unions under regulation would not be allowed to do the same thing. Exactly, Joe. And that's a very important point as well. And this is around the impact of regulations, not just on lending limits, but if you, as you just mentioned, their investments. So at the moment, credit unions have a very restricted type of investment they can invest in. Effectively, they're nearly curtailed primarily to investing in bank deposits. And on top of that as well, credit unions, a number of credit unions are having to implement savings caps. So to mention that credit unions have implemented some of those savings caps. And the, the, the reason and rationale for that is because the regulator has a 10% regulatory capital requirement. And maybe just to explain that in something that might, under, you might be understandable for the listeners, is that if a, if a member comes in and deposits €1,000 in the credit union, the credit union has to set aside at the same time €100 Euro for the regulatory capital requirement. And then the credit union has to earn that €100 Euro back. So it's costing the credit union €100 Euro for every €1,000 that the member actually deposits. And, and, that's and, where, and is, is that yeah. why there are caps on the amount that you can put in a savings account in a credit union? Exactly, yes. Because so so that, pe- pe- people actually at a certain point are told, sorry, you have to take your money out and put it somewhere else. I mean, when you, we're like, I don't know. 
Exactly. And you're, you're quite right. And it's incredulous. And I think that's so well, it important. Is, and, and what is also incredulous yeah. is that you can put your money into the credit union and you end up going, as I say, to the bank. And effectively, they're giving you your money back because the credit union has to give it to the, the bank. I mean, it just it just doesn't seem to make. Now, th- listen, there are reasons that people will explain, and you've explained yeah. some of them why those restrictions have been in place. But it does seem hard to get your head around. It does, and it does, Joe. And this is why you know we do welcome the credit union policy reform work the minister has done. But what we're looking for now, and you've really you know really emphasised this today, and we fully agree with you. The regulations are the real problem limiting credit union activity. So what we're looking for is a policy task force to be implemented. And what that means, it's very much to the focus on task and practicality and outputs. And that's between ourselves as the representative bodies of the sector, also the central bank and also the Department of Finance, to have a really constructive discussion about how we as a sector can bring vision and strategic aims in terms of migrating into new activities. But on top of that as well, and hand in hand, to have a level playing field, that we have a change in the regulations to accommodate that. And that'll be the best While still protecting all involved, while still protecting the depositors and your members and, you know, ensuring that credit unions don't get into financial difficulty. I mean, you know, nobody's suggesting there should be no regulation, of course, but you are in a sector that has become and is becoming less competitive by virtue of the fact that a number of banks are exiting the market. Anyway, we'll see where it ends up. We'll certainly come back to you, David, because I think it is a fascinating debate and lots of people are either members of credit unions or are very aware of credit unions in their localities. That's uh, David Malone there, who's Deputy Chief Executive of the Irish League of Credit Unions. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.